Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. As last week's winter storm moved in, Governor Eric Holcomb was mobilizing people to respond statewide. INDOT has close to a thousand trucks on the highways trying to treat and clear all the snow. 60 National Guard teams have also been deployed all throughout the state of Indiana to provide highway assistance on major roadways. A statewide snowstorm will impact many people at different times in different weather conditions. INDOT employees will be rotating on 12-hour shifts, but the governor and state officials are calling on you to do your part. Check on neighbors, don't abandon your vehicle if you get stuck, and have patience as everyone will be impacted by this winter storm. In my five years here, this is the first truly statewide weather um, event that has prompted us to have a response effort statewide. And it will, uh, it will require expertise in different areas at different times. And we just ask for your cooperation. Now, Governor Holcomb says it's a lot of common sense when weather like this impacts the state, but to stay off the roads if you can. WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting. After the storm hit, more than 200 Indiana National Guard soldiers were out locally to help with whatever was needed from the massive winter storm, coordinating with FEMA and with local police. The South Bend National Guard Armory has soldiers working 12-hour shifts in 16 vehicles to help people get through all the snow, ice, and cold. Soldiers deployed, prepared for the worst. I mean, we have a lot of drivers on the road that vary in experience and sometimes get caught up, get ran off the road or um, crash. And so um, we know that law enforcement uh, can get overwhelmed um, during these times. And so we would just want to be there in support. The National Guard says ultimately their mission is to help the community. It was pretty cold, pretty windy. We had a, a, driver, a traveling nurse from Georgia try and avoid a couple chunks of ice on the road. She swerved and ended up kind of burying her front end in the ditch. Uh, we checked on her and stayed with her until law enforcement showed up to get her the assistance she needed. Guardsmen responded to the governor's call to assist state and local authorities. If law enforcement is on the road with a crash, we go out and we ask them, hey, do you need assistance from us? Is there any way we can help? Under rough conditions, that support can make all the difference. The snow right now is pretty powdery. Um, sometimes temperatures will rise a little bit, it'll melt, and then it'll drop and it'll turn into ice. That's where I think we're really concerned. The ice is the real killer out here. As the temperatures drop, the National Guard plans to continue patrolling to get drivers back on the road as quickly as possible. They say they will be assisting on the roads as long as they are needed. WSBT 22's Ronnie Doss reporting. The combination of stresses brought on by the pandemic, social challenges, and academic pressures is causing increasing mental health issues among students. The Stress for Students Day, it's much more than just passing grades and the social challenges of growing up. Between the pandemic, school staffing shortages, and school threats, some would argue that teachers and students are feeling a weight like never before. Now the focus is to make sure all can succeed physically, emotionally, and mentally. 
when we don't address the mental health of students, we're missing an important piece of creating an opportunity for students to, um, to gain the knowledge that's necessary to be academic, academically successful. It's a conversation that is no longer hiding in the shadows of our classrooms. After two years of fighting a global pandemic, along with classroom expectations, students have had to juggle a lot while returning to in-person learning. Students have had um, to be at home for over a year and learn virtually. And so not having that social interaction and having um, the reinforcement of what classroom expectations are. And so that has had a huge impact on learning right now. Social workers in our schools are becoming more important than ever. In South Bend, they're not only helping students, but teachers and parents as well. Whether that you have anxiety about a test coming up or there's some real um, concerns that are going on um, in and out of school that you might need some assistance with addressing. So being that liaison um, between the school families and our community mental health networks. In some cases, students are sharing their feelings of stress, anxiety, sadness, and depression. With students, uh, our student leadership team that we formed here, I've asked them what are the biggest things that we need to focus on here at Constantine High School, and the very first thing out of their mouth was student mental health. As with many schools, student leaders are taking an active role in giving a voice to the student body. That voice in response to mental health is creating a new pilot program in Constantine schools. We're partnering with uh, therapists and social workers to come in and identify needs with students, run some small groups, and be proactive and try to help identify needs and and uh, work with students in a mental health capacity. Most experts agree. There is no simple solution for the mental health challenges happening right now in our schools. But communication and support are two key factors. That's something that hopefully will provide those supports so when students come they can feel confident every day and they can feel that their focus can be on the academics and give some coping skills, give some uh, tools to help build resilience as we uh, go through uh, just a bit, very difficult time in education. Many schools are following in these same footsteps to provide your kids with resources to seek help or guidance when they need to. School officials encourage parents to talk to their children about the importance of mental health so they can feel comfortable with it. WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting. EMTs and paramedics are in short supply these days, but call volumes are just as high. Michigan is currently facing an EMT and paramedic shortage to the point where an aid package is being requested of the state. The shortage is getting so bad, it's nearing the thousand mark. Just about every business is having a tough time finding workers. That includes emergency workers. In Edwardsburg, calls for service have gone up, while people trained to respond has gone down. Two years ago, we were doing 225 calls a year, basically fire, um, accidents, medical assist to the ambulance uh, when they need cardiac assist. Uh, and last year, we finished up with 293 calls for the calendar year. Wow. So um, the volunteers have dropped off, but the call volumes went up. So it's, uh, it's kind of a vicious cycle right now. Some industries that are short-staffed have tried offering pay raises and sign-on bonuses to attract workers, but that's not possible when it comes to volunteers. We're basically paid on call. They do get a stipend for doing this. Um, they're not making any money at it, but they're getting their expenses covered, basically. There's no real sign-on type bonus for volunteers, so um, it's 
just a dedication to do it for your community. Departments in Indiana are facing the same challenge. Penn Township Fire Department didn't have enough people six months ago. We were very lucky to uh, hire three new paramedics uh, from in the area, which has helped us out tremendously. And we also had a couple members that stepped up and went to paramedic school last year. Witt says the answer to staffing shortages is a complicated one. I don't know what would be the issue in Michigan itself. I think certain uh, jurisdictions and certain cities are doing okay and others are running short. And uh, I really can't answer as to why. Chief Stack says they're looking for any number of medics and EMTs and applications can be sent to the fire department. WSBT 22's Leo Goldman reporting. United Way of St. Joseph County now has a partnership with DoorDash. United Way of St. Joseph County saw a need in the community, and that's why they started the Ride United Last Mile Delivery Program to give those in need access to free food and supply deliveries. It's, it's been a win-win-win. We just started it. Uh, last week was our first uh, first delivery with the Boys and Girls Club, and this is our first delivery from a food pantry, so we're real happy to be here. United Way noticed the transportation issue from shortages from the pandemic, and they wanted to break the stigma of people receiving charity. That's why partnering with a delivery service like DoorDash works. It's just someone coming to your house and delivering you food like you would normally, so it kind of is kind of just normalizing kind of what they're going through and allowing them to just, you know, do what they would always do, but, you know, free of charge. Like any DoorDash delivery, drivers don't know exactly who they're delivering to until they arrive. One driver expressed his gratitude in unknowingly helping the community. You no, know, when I'm doing my deliveries, whenever I have any extra food or if I see someone homeless or anything, I'm always giving them food just because it's in my heart. I love to help people. The Ride United Last Mile Delivery Program can deliver just about anything from food deliveries, COVID supplies, and pet food, to delivering things like homework and Chromebooks to kids at school. As long as it serves customers in need, United Way of St. Joseph County says, bring it on, and they'll see if they can make it happen. Clay Pantry is unique in that it does provide choice. They work very hard to give the consumer choice. Not all pantries operate on that model. United Way of St. Joseph County wants to help those who have faced or are facing challenges because of the pandemic, especially if they've never gone to a food pantry before or needed any type of assistance. If they are hungry, then we have to get them food. If they need tests, then we need to get them tests. You know, whatever we need to do, we need to do it. If you are in need of a free delivery service, reach out to your local food pantry and not United Way. And remember that the Ride United Last Mile Delivery Program is for those in St. Joseph County. WSBT 22's Taylor Gatoni reporting. Major changes could soon be coming to where the city of South Bend and South Bend schools do business. The district wants to sell its downtown administration building to the city. The goal is to sell to the city of South Bend and potentially move its administrative offices to the Brown Community Learning Center. A feasibility study ranked that as the best place for a possible expansion. For the last decade, South Bend Schools has been losing students. According to district data, since 2013, student enrollment has dropped 16.5%. And with that, funding for the district has disappeared too. Utilizing an already existing school building that could produce cost savings and cost avoidance, over $5.5 million reinvested back into the classroom over 10 years. The district bought the administration building in 2004 for just under $600,000. It had to be gutted and remodeled, but the chief financial officer for South Bend Schools says the building has paid for itself over the years. Its most recent appraisal is close to $2.5 million. 
as we talked about, return on investment, so more money in the classroom, help shrink, shrink our portfolio, the ability to have administration and family communication cent, uh, center as one. The Board of Trustees president says moving the building from the downtown area may be a better look for the district. People viewed it as a symbol of excess and waste. Uh, selling the building would be symbolic for sure. The board didn't hear any outside comments though, something board member Athelia Jones was upset about. This belongs to the entire community, not just the board, not just the corporation, not just the council, but this is the entire community's corporation. The city of South Bend offered the district $2.8 million to buy the building. Before the offer can be accepted, the district needs to approve the terms of the sale with the state's attorney general and common council. If all goes well, the district says it could move into a new building as early as this year. WSBT 22's Paige Barnes reporting. The Mishawaka Police Department and City Hall are headed for a new location later this year in the middle of downtown Mishawaka. Things are going to look a little different here on South Main Street as the former Liberty Mutual Building will now be home to Mishawaka Police and City Hall. The move will take Mishawaka's central hub for local government from east of downtown to smack in the middle of downtown. Mayor Dave Wood says this move was important and also long overdue. What I like about it is that it puts all of our services into one building centrally located downtown, uh, which makes it more convenient for our citizens to access our services, but it's also uh, an opportunity for us to redesign our services. The original plan was to bring both the police department and city hall to the new location, but Mayor Wood says that with 100,000 square feet available, it made sense to bring in another city service as well. Mishawak Utilities corporate headquarters, our business office, built in the 1940s, not ADA compliant, uh, and it is literally falling apart. Um, needs replacement. Uh, does not serve our citizens well, our, our ratepayers well. The move is sure to impact local businesses in downtown Mishawaka. Exclusive Studios Barbershop is located across the street from the new home of Mishawaka City Government, and they say having a police station right across the street is definitely something to be happy about. Next door there might be a little more like, we gotta be very careful about robbing people because cops work every, you know, all night and day, so there's gonna be people around more, and I think definitely it's gonna definitely deter uh, people from wanting to do vigilante stuff. Doc Pierce's is a popular eatery also located across the street from the new building. As a place that specializes in lunchtime service, they're thrilled at the prospect of more foot traffic coming to their eatery. We're excited about it, yes. We'll be happy when it's done, for one thing, because we, they will get our parking on the street back across there, but we're also excited about um, all the people coming to the building across the street. Mayor Wood says this project is great for the city of Mishawaka and will continue to beautify the downtown area. WSBT 22's Leo Goldman reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff, or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 